Bros. Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Uh, This week on the podcast, uh, we got nothing for 4K Spotlight or Through the Wall. Um, Yeah, I don't know what else to say besides that. Yeah, dude, like, I still feel like we're missing something. But I, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what. Like, I looked forever yesterday, just, like, scrolling through, really? like, my past feed. And I'm like, I swear there was something. But I couldn't find anything. I'm going to laugh my ass off if, like, we discover what it was we were missing, like, Monday right as the episode's going up. Dude, it's probably going to be, like, right as we finish recording. We're going to be probably, like, oh, oh my gosh, this is what it was. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Oh, yeah, dude. That's the absolute worst. Freaking hate when that um, happens. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so since there is no uh, 4K spotlight or uh, through the wall, um, we're just going to jump right into our headliner of the evening. Or, sorry, of this episode, um, which will be our breakdown of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I say, let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so I just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please Head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also, be sure to find me on Instagram, at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alright, so before we jump into our breakdown, uh, we did answer... Answer? Oh my god. (laughs) That's not how that works. (laughs) Uh, English is hard. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, we did ask a question of the week, um, and we did get quite a few responses. Um, so we asked, uh, who was your favorite, uh, turtle growing up? And, um, we got the tallies. We did get the tallies. Uh, Dude, I'm excited to hear how, how this ended up working out. Cause I did not see happy. Oh, I know. I, I did not see a lot of love for Leo. (laughs) <laughs> no, Leo barely got any love. Oh, no! Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, in total, starting off, do, do you want me to do Leo first, or do you want me to do him last? Go for, yeah, go from bottom to top. Okay, so, oh, okay, alright. So, in last is Leonardo, with eight. Oh, damn! <laughs> yep. Tied, I can't believe that these two tied. Tied is Donatello and Michelangelo, both at 15. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And number one is Raphael at 17. Damn, that was close. Right? Yeah. 
I did not think that many people liked Raphael. Dude, I didn't either. Like, yeah. Like, I really thought Mikey was going to take it. Like, Raph, like, anyone that I've ever talked to, Mikey's usually the favorite. And, oh, yeah. And Raphael Easy. is usually, like, somewhere, like, it's not very often that I, I meet someone who uh, prefers Raph over the others. Like, very rarely have I ever seen Leo. And then, like, it's, like, the two favorite, like, the two that I come across the most are Raph and Mikey. That's, that's fair. I mean, nowadays, actually, it seems that the the two I come across the most are Raph and Leo. At least with people that I associate with. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. That That is an interesting tally, though. Yeah. I'm I'm just really shocked that Donatello was that high, dude. I am too. But poor like, Leonardo. Up with poor up, Leo. I mean, the the freaking margins on that though are freaking ridiculous, <laughs> right? Like seriously. I mean, it like it could have been a freaking coin flip for any of the like Raph, Donnie, or or Mikey, but Leo got freaking the the shaft, dude. Seriously. Poor Leonardo. Poor Leo. <laughs> oh. Um, um, there, there's a reason why, Um, I guess, Partners in Crime, I think Partners in Crime, messed up the song in, um, like, the OG live-action movie. Have, have you ever, have you listened to the t- Turtle Power um, song from the 90s uh, movie in a, in a while? Uh, it's been a hot minute, so. <laughs> I don't know if you've caught on. And like it, it always, it doesn't irritate me. But like every single time, I have to be like, no, it's like you didn't even watch the damn movie. Um, they straight up go, um, they go. There's Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello, and then um, they make up the team with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group. I'm like, no, he's not. Nope. No, nope, got not, that wrong, man. <laughs> not in this iteration, son. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, whatever I hear that song, I'm like, did you even watch the movie? Like, forget, yeah, Leonardo is always the leader, and even in the um, the uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, when you know Raphael is the leader, they actually did that to lead up to. I can't remember if it's at the end of the series or if it's at the end of the movie um, that Splinter actually gives the role of leadership to Leonardo. So, That's weird. Like, I, yeah, I, I think I, mean, I remember seeing that bit. I think that was like right before the movie came out. It was, okay. yeah, because they it's like they wanted Leo to be the the leader for the movie, and so it was just like randomly, like at the end, like right before the episode ended, he's like, "Leonardo, you're now the leader of the team." <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And then it ends. <laughs> yeah, that's very abrupt. Um yeah, but, I mean that's that could just be said about that show in general. That's true. I, I heard the show wasn't horrible. Like, actually, a lot of people liked it. So, like, I don't I've know. I've always been tempted. To I've actually heard a go lot of people were like, "There." Like, there's one guy in particular that I was watching on TikTok. His uh, his girlfriend was super into Ninja Turtles, and he he like was a fan of Ninja Turtles too. But he was always like felt himself like as a purist. So he only liked the original ones and some of like the comics, and she uh, she got him to watch that that version of the Ninja Turtles, and 
he's like, yeah. So I'm like hanging out with her. Um, like she had the school. So I was hanging out at her place waiting for her to get off school. And so I just like sat and watched this, like this show. And, um, turns out she, he's like, this is actually really freaking good. So he was like, he kept making videos every, like for every two episodes that he would watch. And he's like, dude, like this is a freaking solid ass series. And he'd like get into his reasoning. Why? Like it, it, okay. it made me want to watch the, the series. <laughs> That's and do, like, I don't know about you, but the freaking theme song, like absolutely slaps. <laughs> The, ooh, damn, dude! Like, yeah, the the theme song's pretty bitchin'. <laughs> but like, honestly, I can't think of a Ninja Turtles theme that is bad. Like, all of them like go freaking hard. They do. Like, obviously, there's some better than others, but I mean, yeah. Oof! Like, none of them are like genuinely bad. They're they're all really good. They are. They absolutely are. Um. So were there any like highlight like we'll go through like maybe get some highlight uh comments on here or go through those. Um, yeah, I mean one for me especially um was I'm sorry. Uh this is coming from TikTok from a frowny bee. Um and uh they said Donnie, he reminded me of me. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. Obviously, we can't go through, like, all of these because there was, like, what, over 60 freaking comments? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them were just Leo or Orange, Red, like, whatever. Um, Okay, maybe it's just me, but, like, I hate it when people say, oh, the the orange one or the purple one. I'm like, can you just say the damn name? (laughs) It's not that hard to remember, man. No. They're not. You can even abbreviate them like they do in in the the show. Leo, Raph, Donnie, Mikey. I don't care if you say it. Say it like that. But yeah. don't freaking just name them by the color. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My first one's from Irwin's Bit One Eight Four Two, who said Michael Angelo because the last movie. So I'm assuming he's talking about like. This movie, the movie we're yeah, I was gonna discussing. Say, I'm like, is he talking about? Yeah, I'm like, I hope he's talking about me and mayhem. I mean, if he's talking about Out of the Shadows, like you know, I get that. Um, he was oh, really yeah. good in that one too. Um, but you know what? Always a good answer. Yeah, I'm sorry to say he's my answer. least favorite turtle, but that's an understandable him. answer. That's wild. <laughs> uh, d- well, I mean, dude, I ha- I think I've told you my ranking. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Because my rankings, it's Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael, and then Michelangelo. Yeah, I think mine's the same, just flipped. Uh, so so Leo first, Donnie second. Yeah. So so Le- yeah, Leo, Donnie, Raph, Mikey. Good choice. Good <laughs> good choices. Oh. Um. Yeah, you got another one. Uh, yeah, this uh, also coming from uh, TikTok. Uh, I'm a, I hope I pronounce this right. Kalex. Um, and they said, "I'm a teenager now, but I always love Leo." I'm sure I love. You. I'm sure you love hearing that answer. Love it. Um, let's see. I got one from Nikki Cage edits. Um, he said, "I only watched the live action one that Michael Bay directed slash produced. It was Michelangelo." Dumb but funny. 
<laughs> Man, if that is the only Ninja Turtles movie you've seen, dude, you're missing out. You're missing out on please, some quality content. <laughs> seriously, please don't let that be the only intro not not introduction, but the only taste you get of the Ninja Turtles because it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, any others or uh this is coming from Violet on TikTok. Uh, Mikey, because our names are similar, and he was so cool in um, the 2012 series. I mean, they said TMNT 2012, but the 2012 series. Mm. Which, that is a great answer, because, yeah, Michelangelo was great in that one. Yeah. Um, Alright, my my next one is from uh, Ryder... <laughs> <laughs> and he he didn't really answer the question, but his comment made me laugh. He says, "How are you gonna yeah. rank top ten when there's four turtles?" <laughs> Saw that. <laughs> that this is how this is exactly how. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and Caleb had even talked about this. We're just like, okay, how are we gonna like talk about our like top ten answers when most of them are just one worded answers? <laughs> Yeah, so it's just taking out the one-worded answers. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that's it's what people we did. Make, like it's thrown in the people that like put in like thought and effort yeah. into, or not really effort because like we appreciate every, anyone commenting, but it's just oh yeah, who, someone who gave a more detailed response. Yeah, I mean, hey, we still we still tallied them all up, so we did get an accurate number of how. A lot of you favorite Raphael, mm-hmm. <laughs> which that just blows my freaking mind. That was wild because I thought Donnie was gonna win. That's f- yeah. It seemed like yeah. It seemed like Donnie was gonna take it, but no, freaking Raph came in clutch at the end. Jeez. All right, you got any others? Um, I mean, I like I like this one. Uh, coming from really underscore SSC, why not all four of them? Fair. You know what? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, my last one uh, is going to It's Jerky. Um, so this is kind of like uh, in a reply to, because I, I like to, or I attempt to respond to as many people as I reasonably can. <laughs> um, but their first, like their response or their answer to the question was Mikey and Leo. Um, and then, like I thought that was an interesting combo because I feel like we see Leo and Raph and Donnie and Mikey. Like those are usually the the pairings, right? Yep. Yeah. That's like usually it's how not it very often that you see like Raph and Donnie or Raph and Mikey or like it's not often you see like it. A, a not um, common pairing. So the Mikey and Leo, um, I I told him like not a ver- not a combo you see very often. Like super cool. And they they said for real. I like their duo episodes uh, when they're together. Like they're always fun. I'm wondering if that was in um, like what I don't know if they're pointing out like a specific series. Um... So I'm curious if it was like the 2003 series or the 2012 one. I'm curious. 
I think like that's just an interesting like d- despite whatever um series you're watching, I think that's an interesting combo regardless. Oh, I agree. Um I always I love the kind of going off that combo. I lo- always love the combination of um Raf and Donnie. Um especially just cuz it's really funny how uh, they banter off of each other in the uh 2012 series. Um, cause like, honestly, they have like, I think it was like the first episode where they have like two of the best jokes together throughout in the whole episode when, um, Raph is just like, okay, Donnie, okay, Donnie, put down the bow staff and no one gets hurt. <laughs> Sorry. And Donnie's just, and what does Donnie say? He's just like, okay, yeah, Raph, last time you said that I, I actually, you know, got her. He's like, okay, yeah, but this time I, I, I promise I'm going to be different. And then yeah, he kicks his ass. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> And then freaking sucks. <laughs> the best is when they first go up to the streets, and they're passing by a window display, and Donnie sees, I think, like a certain type of computer, and he shouts out like what kind of computer it is. And Raph comes over, he says like I don't know, Donnie, is it? And Donnie's just like it is. <laughs> it's freaking oh, great. Man. I wish those two were paired up more. They they seem like a, a like a fun duo to like write yeah. for, right? Yeah. Even yeah. um, in a TMNT, like um, when we're first introduced to um the other three after Leonardo and the freaking altercation that um Donnie and Raph get into is freaking such great character moments right there. Just how um Donnie points out how his anger has always been the uh, contention and what um honestly always seems to break up the team and just the fact that he finally freaking calls him out for it is freaking not only like insane but kind of hilarious mm. I-, I love when they get into like the uh like basically get into therapy for these characters yeah <laughs> yeah so um i mean that was all i had everyone else like kind of just gave uh other answers but no same here that's you know that's really all i had to yeah so thank you to everyone that answered our question of the week we really appreciate it and you gave us some decent insight into how people are viewing the ninja turtles now yeah how they how they really feel y'all shocked the hell out of me dude both of us that that was that, that got wild Come on, y'all need to show Leonardo some more love. Like, come on, meh. No, I, I, I I'm fine with it now. Dude, it used to be where you always pick the, uh, the care like the the loner character or like the the character that like no one really liked. I still do to this day. I know, but I mean, like in Ninja Turtles, it, it, it's, it's swapped for you. <laughs> That's true, but no, it's just like freaking hilarious, like how a buddy of mine pointed out, it's just like, Jonathan, I don't understand why you always have to pick out not only the nerd, like, it's always the nerd that's my favorite, like Donatello, freaking Simon from Alvin and the Chipmunks, um, but yeah, I always have to point out, I always have to pick the nerd, or it's the character that, like, yeah, nobody gives a shit about, he's always, like, the sidekick, or in, like, the case of Hawkeye, does, like, anyone real like when it comes to like the main six avengers like no one really even gives a second thought about him um so apparently i know how to pick him yeah (laughs) um 
But yeah. So once again, thank you to everyone that answered our question yes, of the week. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Um so Rose. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forgot. I'm getting I'm leading this episode. Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah. So Caleb, uh before uh we break down this movie, uh do you want to let people know how we break down movies on this podcast? I would love to. Um so if you're new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and with this one being an animated movie, this is more going to be uh, based off character design. Um, and then... Uh, we g- give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and gives us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade. Um, it also gives us a percentage that doesn't matter quite as much, but it is kind of fun to see where these uh, these movies rank within our system. Because, like, dude, surprise it. Like, with over 200 movies, there are not very many, like, scores that, like, perfectly line up. Like, there's maybe, That's like... insane. Yeah, there's, like, three that maybe have, like, three sets that have the same scores. Yeah. Like, exactly the same. But it's it's not very often that that happens. Like, it's usually off by, like, a hair. Or just, like, a couple points or even like a thousandth of a point like it's it's wild how many movies we have and how little of them have the exact same score that's insane dude yeah um i'm very excited to see where this one winds up yeah um so with that if you have not seen teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem we highly recommend you go check this out and then come back to to this episode because we are about to spoil yeah don't let us spoil this for you (laughs) yeah seriously go out and enjoy this great ninja turtles adaptation yeah um so yeah if you listen beyond this point and anything is spoiled for you sorry to say it's kind of your fault yep so um, with that, let's get into our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. It ain't Rose's favorite segment, though. <laughs> Too bad. Just saying. Bullshit. Yeah. Alright. Uh, Technocosmic Research Institute, TCRI, Executive Cynthia Utron, Utron, sorry, um, sends a squadron to hunt down rogue scientist Bacter... Back, oh my god, Baxter Stockman, I'm off to a great start, who has created a mutagen to form his own mutant animal family, starting with a housefly. Stockman is interrupted by Utram's strike force and killed in the resulting explosion while the mutagen falls into the sewers of New York City. Fifteen years later, the Turtle Brothers, Michelangelo, Leonardo, Raphael, and Donatello, have been raised by their adoptive rat adoptive rat father splinter after the five of them are transformed into humanoid mutants by ooze stockman's mutagen being chased away by humans led splinter to distrust humanity 
and train his sons in the art of ninjutsu, instructing them to only leave their sewer home to steal supplies. Now teenagers, the turtles long to live as normal high schoolers, much to Splinter's dismay. During a supply run, the turtles defeat a gang of criminals to recover a stolen moped belonging to a teenager named April O'Neil, revealing themselves and their origins. April, an aspiring journalist struggling to move past an embarrassing viral incident of vomiting on camera, has been investigating a series of robberies of TCRI technology by a criminal known as Superfly. The turtles plan to stop Superfly and, through April's reporting, win public acceptance as heroes. They intercept a piece of stolen technology and meet Superfly under the Brooklyn Bridge, discovering that he is not only a mutant himself, but leader of a mutant gang. Ecstatic to meet fellow mutants, the turtles bond with Superfly and the others, and he explains that they were created by Stockman, evading TCRI, and living on living on an abandoned ship in Staten Island. Like the turtles, they were attacked by society and and an emb- and, sorry, and an embittered Superfly has stolen TCRI technology to weaponize ooze to mutate all wildlife on the planet into the new dominant species and enslave humanity. The turtles try to intervene, but the gang escapes with the, with the equipment while a tracker allows TCRI to capture the turtles. At TCRI headquarters, the turtles are painfully milked for their mutagen, but April, April arrives with Splinter to rescue them. At the gang's hideout, Splinter and the turtles convince them that their plan for domination will make them no better than the worst of humanity, and together they turn on Superfly, destroying the machine. However, the ooze combines Superfly with other nearby wildlife into a gigantic whale-like kaiju. He attacks the city, and the turtles and other mutants attempt to stop him, but are assumed by the public to be fellow monsters. April overcomes her anxiety and commandeers a new broadcast to explain the mutants' good intentions and the citizens of New York come to their aid. Leonardo finds his voice as a leader, utilizing Michelangelo's gift for improvisation, Donatello's intelligence, and Raphael's rage to drop a canister of TCRI retro mutagen into Superfly's blowhole, blowhole, turning him back into a collection of normal animals. Reconciling with Splinter, the Turtles, April, and the mutants are celebrated by the city. The mutants soon move into the sewer with them. Splinter and Scumbug fall in love, and the Turtles enroll at April's high school, where they all where they are all embraced as heroes. In a mid credit scene, the Turtles enjoy high school life. While the Turtles and April enjoy themselves at prom, they are under surveillance from Utram, holding the now unmutated Superfly captive, who plans to recapture the Turtles by enlisting the aid of the mysterious Shredder. Okay, I didn't realize that was Superfly. Like oh, you I didn't? didn't? I, like... Not really. Like I, I just kind of thought that she was trying to like redo the experiment and viewed Superfly as like a a a soldier. I don't think they really like showed that he was um like still alive. That's fair. All right, you got a point there. Like if they did, I I freaking missed it in the chaos. But mm. Mm. fair enough. Um, but okay, like. That does make sense, though, why there was just some random fly on the <laughs> in a container there. Yeah. She just loves flies. She has to have one just sitting in a mason jar on her desk. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So, super interesting there. Yeah. All right. Well, so, bro. 
This was so good. So freaking good. Um, I will. So, so Caleb saw this movie first and he was telling me his thoughts and everything. And I remember one of the things that he said, I'm very interested to see what you think of the last three minutes. Cause I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I'm like, okay. And he was not freaking kidding because <laughs> when, <laughs> I still don't know how to feel about it because, um, that, you know, when they're accepted by society and, you know, they, they go, to, they go to high school with April. Um, not only do they wear regular clothes, they take off their masks. Like they, they are not like identified by their colors anymore. Um, I will say the only one, the one that like kind of looks a little more like normal is probably Donatello just because like the glasses make it look a little less. Yeah. Weird. The glasses hide um, his, like his mask for majority. <laughs> so it doesn't look so freaking like goofy, but yeah, but freaking, um, yeah, like throughout like the last three minutes, I'm like, Oh God, I don't know how I feel about like seeing them with not only a normal clothes, like the clothes I could excuse because you know, in like the nineties movie and like the OG show, um, they wore those like trench coats and hats. So I'm like used to them wearing like regular clothes. Um, but just, yeah, them not wearing their mask. I'm like that, <laughs> that is a staple of the Ninja Turtles. And it, it, it felt wrong. In, it in did. A way. Like, it fe- like it was it <laughs> like it was weird because it's like I almost felt like they were naked. <laughs> Dude, right? <laughs> like seriously. Um like th- thankfully, you know, th- you can still tell them apart like, you know, cuz their character designs and everything. Um but yeah, it was it was a little hard. Um, what, what those last three minutes of? I mean, it was really cool, you know, seeing them being accepted and you know actually being able to enjoy high school. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, just them without mask. I'm like, ugh, this is this is kind of hard to watch, dude. What what got me though was that it was like the first time. Like, I think I, it would have probably been an easier pill to swallow if I didn't know that they sleep in their masks. Fair. Like, because, yeah. like, they have, like, a bunch of scenes where they're in their rooms and they're, like, talking and sleeping and, like, all that good stuff. But they're in their yeah. masks. Yeah. And so, like, them taking it off to go to school, like, it felt weird. <laughs> it really did. I'm like, I kind of feel uncomfortable here. Um, but you know, I do appreciate that, um, they actually like, they did a kind of, um, swap character wise with, um, who gets attracted to April. Um, I don't think they've ever done Leonardo. Yeah. It's always been Donnie, hasn't it? Yeah. Either Donnie or Mikey in some iterations, but, um, the way that they made it work for Leo, I actually really liked and, um, honestly, yeah, when he asked her to prom at the end and she says, yes, it's a really sweet moment. And if, this actually, like, my when it comes to, like, I w- it's always hit and miss for me when one of the turtles, like, kind of starts getting feelings for April. But this is definitely one of the better ones. Like, I, I, I can I can dig this one. I can accept it. Yeah, I think this one worked out, like, really well. Where I, th- I feel the others, it's like, I think it was, like, always played a little over, like, heavy-handed. Like the Freaking. that relationship, it, it was all, like it almost got to the point of being like gross in some iterations. Yeah, like here, it just it like genuinely freaking... feels like like he just has a crush on her. 
Yeah. It, it's definitely not like freaking the Michael Bay one with Michelangelo and how he feels his shell tightening whenever he's around her. That's, no. Yeah, that was just, meh. <laughs> that made me feel a way that I did not need to. Right? Seriously. Yeah. Um, Dude, but this story was kick-ass. Dude, seriously. Like, um, yeah, the, like the way that it started with Baxter Stockman, and I was not expecting them to kill off Baxter Stockman that fast. I wasn't either. Like That, like, caught me off guard. But, you know what? It made sense for the story. It was a, it was a good setup for not only Superfly, but Bebop, Rocksteady, um, the, um, I forget the other names. Guy, like Mondo Ge- Gecko. Gecko <laughs> That's what it is. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Uh, like good origin story for uh, that that whole family that is created. Um, so like yeah, it was it was unfortunate that Baxter Stockman didn't really have a lot to do in this movie, but it it made sense. I feel like it worked out though. Like no, I I definitely agree. I I think they they wrote it well enough for it to um for it to make sense and like kind of like getting rid of that character getting like it i think they built it up enough where superfly like already like had this fatherly bond with him and it was taken away Mm -hmm. and all yeah like and he just recognized all that baxter wanted was like a family and acceptance yeah and so it's like that's what i'm going for but i can't have that unless the humans are gone yeah which i'm like tracks dude freaking tracks <laughs> yeah no it's, it it really freaking tracks um yeah just you know there's that and then that leads into 15 years later we're introduced to the turtles and just i love that like the fr- i mean we we got the clip released but just i i was just still freaking like smiling cheek to cheek with the, their first introduction of freaking um them doing the freaking a uh, grocery run for them and uh, all three of them giving Leo shit for like how oh he he's the big leader leader he's you know telling us what to do oh um <laughs> the, the the banter between the turtles was so freaking great in this movie it was amazing dude it was oh, so freaking good like super freaking good like I I have like just kind of going through these um like the story real quick it's just i i loved how it was all kind of centered around like it there it, it was like their goal was like realistic their goal wasn't to like save the world or anything their goal was to be accepted by humanity so they could go be part of that of the up like uh the uh the human world like but obviously like they come face to face with mutants and then there's like a, a like then they kind of have like I love that they didn't instantly were like no that's wrong like they had like struggles and like oh that's like I love how they were almost like kind of turned by Superfly and talking like with Superfly talking about like what he wanted and being like what we're going to make it so mutants are like the the wildly accepted, yeah, uh, on this world, and then they're just like, and th- like we're gonna kill all the humans to do it, and they're like, 
maybe not. Like, I especially, um, because this just shows, like, how much they really were teenagers here. They were kind of, like, easily easily persuaded by Superfly at first, you know, because, like, you know, he talks a big talk. Um, So, you know what, if I was freaking 15, the way that he was saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, we're all we're all going to be accepted. We're all going to literally be a big, happy family. Um, it's just going to be great for all of us mutants. You know what? If I was a 15-year-old turtle, I'd be so in. Like, I would love that. Um, but it's not until they, you know, like, they get to this bowling alley and they're all, like, um, they're, they're actually, like, all getting along with each other. Um, like, they each, each turtle finds the, their kind of click with, with um, certain mutants. So, like, you get, like, Raphael with uh, Bebop, Rocksteady, Donnie with, um, was it, Metalhead, and I forget which other ones. So, like, you know, like the smart ones of the group. Uh, Leo with Superfly. Leo, I think he, I don't think he had, like, that click. I think he was, like, already, like, around Superfly. That's fair. So, like, everyone else kind of found their their person to be around, and Leo's just like, (laughs) Which I feel Leo was kind of that way throughout, which I which I actually really liked. Um, yeah, it just shows how good of a leader he is. Seriously, that he's not as Leo has played. such great character moments in this movie. Um, yeah, no, like seriously. Um, yeah, even even Mikey, of course, got his his own people with a uh, Mondo Gecko. Um, but yeah, just when Superfly is going over his plan and like enslaving the humans and basically like anything that you can think of that they used to do to us as animals we're going to do to them so he's just like oh you remember dog shows we're going to do human shows and you're just like okay god damn dude <laughs> like this got like, weird and <laughs> yeah. dude, I, I i loved when they were like driving the the device away and uh like april's recording and they're like asking superfly like like so like let's just say for like just pretendsies like if we weren't like super with this plan and <laughs> then he like basically like goes into how he's gonna like rip them to shreds and all this like you ain't as cool as i thought you were and he's like no 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 like he's like you're into this plan right and he's like oh yeah yeah like we're super into this human killing stuff and then april's like i'll just cut around that <laughs> Dude, they, I can't wait to get into the writing here, but uh, d- yeah, dude, because I got some uh, stuff I want to point out with um, some great moments to me for Donatello because I was laughing my ass off. Oh my gosh, so freaking good! Um, gosh, I mean this this cast was ridiculous, Ev- dude. Dude, everyone brought their freaking a game. Like you weren't kidding about Ice Cube. I was a little hesitant. But yeah, he freaking killed it as Superfly. But, yeah, um, you. Like, so you know, um, you know a little bit more about Ice Cube than than I do. At least his like with his music career. Okay. Yeah. Was he quoting songs of his? Yes, I knew it. Uh, yeah, when he says, "What was it? Six in the morning, police at my door." Yeah, that's I forget which. NWA song. I think it's either from an NWA song or it's from like one of his singles that he did. But um, yeah, yeah, that's straight up from him. Okay, from one of his because he had a couple lines like that. I'm like, that feels he did. Like, okay, that feels like a, like a song. So okay, but you know what? It cool. worked. It did. Like, it I, worked I actually real liked well. it. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, it didn't feel out of place or anything. Which, like, honestly is, like, a credit to the writing. Yeah. Like, I, dude, honestly, I feel like that made him even more intimidating. Like, dude, it was, right? like, was freaking scary. <laughs> yeah, dude, Superfly was terrifying in this movie. Yeah. Um, like, super, super good villain. Dude, amazing villain. I, I love like, on, how, um, like his team, they were like all for everything that he, um, he was like going for until the turtles like offered this alternative perspective, and like they all kind of were like, yeah, we don't really want to kill all the humans. Like we just thought this was the only option. Hmm. I forget which one says it, but she's like, yeah, I don't want to have to see the um the lifeless bodies of my victims every single time I close my eyes. Oh my gosh. Um, I think that was uh Leatherhead. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think you're right. That was hilarious. Or freaking Bebop and Rock City when they're just like, you know what? Maybe we're angry because he made us angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Dude, I-, I-, I loved what they did with these, these mutants. Like the, are all of the like Leatherhead, Wingnut? Are all of those Ninja Turtle like villains? Yes, yeah, they're they're all from the '80s show. Okay, cool. I really liked how they flipped this on on its head, where like Bebop and Rocksteady, like all of these people that are like known to be villains, like they're they're not villains. It's just they were led astray. Like led yeah. in a, like a, a more violent direction, and it just didn't. Like I love how they ended up being more like anti heroes. Yeah, no, um, yeah, dude, like the storytelling was so freaking good here. Yeah, oh my god, like it, it felt like the, the like this felt like really, and this is like a complaint that I've had with like previous iterations of the Ninja Turtles, how they, um they have very teenage problems here. Yeah. Yeah. They they really do. Yeah, like that um, the way that they show that off was freaking fantastic. Dude, seriously. Um God, even um like uh even the struggle that Splinter has throughout the movie with uh just trying to get his uh sons to understand why the human world to him is just not worth it. They're they're horrible people. Just him trying to make them understand, but still be a good dad. Um, yeah. Like and honestly, his struggle throughout is really really good. Oh my gosh! And dude, and then him seeing basically his reflection in Superfly, like oh, that that dude. was that was a freaking emotional gut punch, dude. Right? <laughs> the the freaking. Don't get me started on the freaking milking joke. Dude, that but, joke was the best. Yeah, like, that, that was for... I'm usually not for jokes that, like, span over the entirety of the film like that. But I yeah. think they just... They pulled it off so well. Where... They, they did. Where they bring it... Like, I, I know that, like, the turtles bring it up by themselves. And then when they get to, like, around their dad and he's, like, bringing up milking and they're like, yeah, like, we get it, dad. Like, like they're... Like, it shows that they're annoyed by by yeah. the line, too. The fact of how many times that they point out, we don't even have nipples, dad. Yeah. It's not and, even possible. 
<laughs> dude, the freaking horror in their face when they're like, "What? What? What's this machine?" And then they're like, like sh- looking through everything. They're milking us. <laughs> Dude, forget like when Splinter discovers uh, after he releases them. He's just like, "What is this anyway?" Oh, it's, it's nothing, Dad. It's nothing. He's like, "Is that a milking machine?" <laughs> Freaking sees, sees the look behind them. Dude, I lost it. It was so good. Like, oh with my God. The, I loved when like the turtles realized it was a milking machine. I loved when freaking Splinter <laughs> realized it was a milking machine. Oh man! Holy crap! That was uh, some quality humor there. So so good. Oh man! <laughs> like, dude, I'm usually like able to tell like when a joke's gonna come in a play later on. Yeah, that one just like I just thought that it was something that was like. It's so out of the this that world that I was like, oh, like that. This isn't going to come to play anytime soon. And like, as soon as they're just like, <gasps> like, yeah, no, yeah, like God, when they I wake died. up and they're, stra- yeah, dude, when they w- they wake up, they're strapped to this device, and like they're looking it over. I'm just like, they're they're not going to do what I think they're doing, are they? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they're did. just like, it's um, I'm like, you got, oh my god, I love it, I absolutely love it. Oh my gosh! So good, so so good. So, seriously, um, but yeah, like I, I, I loved how, um, when everything was kind of coming to a head with with all that stuff, that there was, um, like the like they showed a little like a team up with the the mutants and then sh- like but they they did the turtles eventually they got their time to to shine like through yeah. all of that chaos and i th- i thought that worked amazingly well oh dude like even like um when the humans are helping them try to get the um the um what is it the cure to the turtles to, you know, drop in the superfly's blowhole. The, like, the, um, the scene before it's finally dropped in and, like, them just passing it between the four of them. I absolutely freaking love that scene. Dude, that, that was not just only is, classic turtle action there. Right. Not only is the animation great, but just the interaction between all four of them is great. Yeah. Um, and I, I love how everyone just kind of came into their, their roles mm-hmm. like leo was the the clear leader mikey was the the improvisation wild card and raf was like just the the muscle and then donnie was just like using his his brains to figure out a plan mm-hmm. and everything like that was just solid work it was it was so good Ugh, loved it so much yeah, and then like they gave us like a, a soup like I can't say enough good things about this story. Like it was so Dude, right? well done. Ugh. It really was. So where are you sitting with this? I won't say I'm this is like a perfect sure. story. Like it, no. it had its problems, but I mean, 
they're those are so few and far between. <laughs> Dude, like seriously, it's it's so freaking good. So I'll start off if you're having Okay. I'm sitting at like a ninety six. I Dude, I love this story. Same. Like this was so like such an incredible story. Like, yeah. It was well told. It was like the pacing was freaking fantastic. Like there, I had nothing wrong with this story. No, same here. Like it, it, it was perfect. It, it really was perfect. All right, getting into writing, bro. Oh, so first off, I mean, so good. The the writing for the the freaking milking joke was fantastic yeah like it's one of those things that kept getting brought up and i feel like in other i don't know what it's been about like other movies like maybe it's just like overplayed or they keep trying to play it off like it's funny i think that might be it like they keep trying to pull off like a joke that they think is funny and like it just becomes like a repetitive thing and then it's just like oh look at this like it's like i think they could have pulled it off real annoying but it was everyone who was getting irritated with it and so like i think that's kind of what made it funnier it's just like oh yeah the turtles were were freaking over it splinter was just like not having it so no one took that like the milking in a humorous way and so when it ultimately came into play like the milking came into play that was freaking hilarious yeah dude that was so freaking great yeah so i think i think maybe like my my issues have been when movies take those jokes like they're funny yeah or put them on it like they know it's funny and it's like hey, hey, like get it get it get it yeah, and here it's it. just like okay we get it man like like they call it out and so i don't have to be like annoyed by it <laughs> yeah um but yeah so like just had to bring that up again um no dude get it the other like other freaking lines were hilarious dude i love what like after their freaking grocery run when they're like walking through the sewers and they like hear that that one guy and they're like i love being young and free and able to go wherever i want to <laughs> Like, while they're freaking head back, like, yeah, like, Raph just kind of, like, looks up, hears that, and he's like, ugh, and walks Literally off. having to, like, crouch down um, as they're walking throughout the sewer just so nobody sees them <laughs> by the tracks. Just, yeah, it was... Like, dude, I thought that, like, it was, like, lines like that that were just, like, a freaking kick in the nuts to, like, dude. their problems. Um... <sighs> I like the the mutants writing. Like Ice Cube was, or Superfly was written amazingly well. Yeah, Super seriously. intimidating, dude. Um, yeah, Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube was insane as the as the voice of them. Yeah, my uh, my favorite frick, my favorite mutant out of this this group though, freaking Mondo Gecko. Oh yeah, dude. It, his and Michelangelo's connection was amazing. I I don't think I've ever heard 
so many types of bro the way to say bro ever in my life. Like, <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dude, I, I loved I I loved like how they how they freaking worked. Cause like or how like Mondo was calling out to different stuff and just like we just want a vibe, bruh. <laughs> like I, I loved his voice. Like it was so good. His voice was so funny. Um gosh, like I'm I'm thinking back to like all of his other like little lines. Oh, like when freaking I think it's like Mikey uh finds his tail and he's like mondo mondo and he's like it's okay bro grows back and then like the tail just pops and then he like runs off yeah <laughs> like, dude this is amazingly well written oh man <laughs> holy shit like ah, man like if there was ever like a voice that i i I've I've actually been like wanting to to figure out how he does is freaking Mondo Gecko. I love his yeah seriously. I love his voice, dude. Yeah, I yeah I really want to know how Paul Rudd did that. Yeah, um, yeah, the turtles were were well written. Um, dude, oh, I I love the, how they for, kind of like reined Mikey in a bit. Where he wasn't like they did. as super chaotic as he u- usually ends up being, yeah. Which I really appreciated, actually. Yeah, like all like don't get me wrong, all these turtles like in their own way are like super chaotic, mm-hmm. and like Leo Leo being the least chaotic of them, but still like um ch- attempting to be like the leader, like have hold that leadership role. Yeah. Um I think I thought that worked out really well and just like I said, reining it into normal levels of chaos. Yeah. Where cuz I feel like in other iterations like Mikey is always the one that's gotten them into trouble. Oh yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, but here he felt a lot more like a team player. Um yep. Yeah, he really did. Yeah, Raph what like wasn't so freaking angry. All the time, like I love that. Like they, yeah, they just kind of reeled everyone in a little bit. They did, yeah. Like like Donnie wasn't as you know, like oh he's the smart one. Like you know that that's all he does. No, like um freaking um like yeah, it was showcase, but like you know you got to see like other stuff you love, like the freaking whole K-pop joke with him. That was freaking hilarious. Yeah, like so good. I. I really love their writing. Um, I love Splinter's writing too. Splinter's writing was really, really good. Um, like, just yeah, everyone. Like, if there's like one, like, I mean, Shocker, Donnie's lines stuck out to me the most. But the one that like definitely, I've freaking laughed my ass off in the theater. Um, they made the joke in like the 2012 series, but here it was even funnier when they're doing their like first battle. And he's just like, does everyone still realize that I only have a stick? Why did I only get a stick? <laughs> Dude, I love how they like made use of that though. 
They, yeah, they did. Yeah, the freaking like when they're in the car, like on the way to um, get the final contraption that Superfly needs, and they're just like, okay, we need a certain thing to where we can hit the brakes so they can fly out. Um, it was Bebop, Rocksteady, and Mondo Gecko, so they can you know fly out the windshield and everything. What could we use? And Donnie's finally like a big stick. <laughs> just freaking, <laughs> just pointing out his bow staff. It was freaking hilarious. I loved it. Dude, I freaking love Donnie or Donnie and Mikey. Yeah. Um, I love when they finally did hit that and everything was like in slow motion and Mondo's going out the window and he's like, oh no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, this, man. this movie constantly kept me laughing. Same here, man. Like with the the like, random jokes here and there, just like little quips that we'd get, like, and that like, and then it was able to like, I th- thought it was good because it was like able to make us laugh, but then it was able to like keep with the tone, like get back to yeah. that tone really well, like when, Agreed. so it'd go from like a joke with freaking uh, like Mondo and Mikey, and then it'd flip to like a serious tone with uh with ice cube and like superfly. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, seeing Splinter was was amazing. Like Splinter had like a really they gave Splinter a, a better personality than I've ever seen before. Dude, see I feel like honestly every single character in here got a better personality than they've ever had. Even freaking April. I loved the direction that they took with her. Like, um, yeah, you know, she's still, you know, journalist, that's what she wants to be and everything. But the fact that you see how she had a horrible, um um embarrassing moment with accidentally puking on camera and so that's just literally defined her whole high school career and you know ever since when she got um, introduced to the turtles she's like okay maybe this can actually be my win this can be what um changes everything um will get people to look at me not as puke girl just yeah freaking like her like you said splinter just everyone was written so freaking well here some of the best I've ever seen in the franchise. Very much so. Like, yeah, exactly what you said. It's, I think what they did with this was they took the, where everyone else seems to be like pushing, like, oh, Raph's the angry one, Leo's the leader, Donnie's the smart one, where they push that on you, this reeled it in. Like, yes. yeah, like you could tell that Donnie was a little bit smarter than everyone. Mikey was a little bit more, like, wild and free than everyone else. Raph was a little bit more angry, but it it was reeled in to a realistic level. Splinter was given an actual personality. Because, like, I've found, like, in other, like, other, other iterations of the Ninja Turtles that Leo kind of comes off as bland. And... That's fair. Raph comes off as a, like a major hothead, and yep. Donnie or yeah, Donnie comes off as a nerd. Mikey comes off as just like a freaking goober. Like it's, and then same with Splinter. Splinter comes off as freaking like boring. Yeah, like but here they gave everyone like a realistic personality. 
like what yeah, realistic really and did. interesting. Yeah. Like literally the only moment that I can think that like they point out Raph's rage and it's and it's a joke when um I think it's the yeah, it's their first fight and Raph's just like I dream of fighting every day and Donnie's just like you got a rage problem, Raph's just like it's not a problem. <laughs> and it's played off as a joke. It's 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 a great gag. Yeah. Um but I swear that is the only time in the movie that it's approached or it's talked about like how angry Raph is, like how he's the most angry of the four. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I think it worked out well. It did. In everyone's yeah, dude, favor. Absolutely. They, they were able to rewrite these classic characters and make them fresh and new for us. Agreed. And for in the uh, best for, way possible. Yeah, for characters as classic as the Ninja Turtles, that would that would have been an undertaking. Mm-hmm. So freaking yeah. hats off to anyone involved in the writing process with that. Seriously. Amazingly done. Yeah, dude, you guys killed it. Yeah. Oof. Where are you sitting now with writing? You know, I think I'm actually I'm gonna go one point uh, you know what, F it. I'm gonna go one point above. I'm gonna go ninety seven. The writing is just that freaking good. Dude, I am definitely going to agree with you on that. Yes. Like, that was really freaking good. Yeah. All right, moving on over to acting. Um, what a freaking cast. Dude. All right. So, our main cast, we have Micah Abbey, who voiced Donatello. Sh- uh, Shimon Br- Brown Jr. or Shaman Brown Jr. I think it's Shimon. Shimon. All right, Shimon yeah. Brown Jr. who voiced Michelangelo, uh, Nicholas Cantu who voiced Leonardo, Brady Moon who voices Raphael, uh, Io Edabiri who voices April O'Neil. Jackie Chan, who voices Splinter. Um, also, a, a, a total side note: I really appreciate that there that Splinter's not Splinter's their dad and not their sensei. That's fair. Yeah, he, they never once refer to him as sensei here. Yeah, they ne- whereas I, other interactions, like, like they switch back and forth. Yeah, well, they always call him, like, Master, or, like, Master Splinter, or something like that. But here they're like, Dad! <laughs> that, no, that's fair. I mean, and it might just be because, you know, here they're, like, truly teenagers, whereas, you know, in other iterations they're older and everything. And so they kind of got used to, like, oh, hey, you know, even though he's our father and, you know, we still want to, you know, he's still that. And, like, we'll address that sometimes, but for the most part he is our sensei. You know, we want to show him respect and... Yeah, I've never liked that though, especially for like I. So you know, I that change either. was was really well done for me. No, dude, and I absolutely agree because I'm I'm with you honestly with other iterations when like yeah like when they say like oh thanks dad you know some of that it just feels out of place. I'm like like are you sure he's your dad because you're always calling him yeah like you said sensei or master just um. It yeah, it just felt out of place sometimes when they would actually call him their father, whereas here, like yeah, the only name that they ever call they ever say is dad. Um, mm-hmm. So 
it just it it didn't feel uh out of the ordinary at all yeah absolutely um all right let's see so yeah jackie chan voices splinter uh we have john cena who voices rocksteady seth rogan who voices bebop rose Byrne, who voices leatherhead uh natasia dimitrio who voices wingnut uh giancarlo esposito who voices baxter stockman ice cube who voices superfly paul rudd who voices mondo gecko post malone who voices ray filet <laughs> And <laughs> I had no idea that was him. That's hilarious. That is amazing. <laughs> uh, then Hannibal Barres, who voices Genghis Frog. Um, I wish he was in it more, honestly. Yeah, and I think that's it from like the main cast. They do have a bunch of cameos, though. Like seriously, freaking. I don't know. Mr. Beast was in here. I don't know who Mr. Beast is. Yeah. Um, but like I've watched oh, a couple okay, of I, his. Um, okay. Like, like I know of him. It's just yeah, I've never seen any of his videos or anything like that. Yeah. So who who's I'm trying to think. Who's Jeff Rowe for? Uh, okay, so Jeff Rowe's like been the writer for. So. Yeah, frickin' so holy crap. Um so Jeff Rowe, he I I was just like looking up his his uh to see who he was. He has written some of my favorite stuff. Like what has he written? So he was the so he helped write the story for Mutant Mayhem. He wrote Mitchell's versus the Machines. He was a writer oh, for Disenchantment, uh, which is like a Netflix show that it's kind of like Futurama, but like medieval. Okay. Um, and then he's done done some writing for Gravity Falls, which that show's freaking amazing. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, so he and then he's like done some voices. He did a voice in the Mitchells vs. the Machines as the the man who loves fun. And in this one, he was the man who loves being young and free to go places. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Um, dude, I love... I love the... Uh, the names for a lot of these people. Like I'm look at like just like the who they were cast like they have a uh, sign my baby mom, apologetic <laughs> goon, helpful construction worker, uh, once a paycheck goon, chop shop boss, ratatouille guard, oh my uh, god, man who th- so like yeah man who thought a giant rat was a big cat but it was actually a rat. <laughs> <laughs> like that was what someone Jeez, was credited as <laughs> and then mr beast was amazing yeah mr beast was freaking uh times square guy like i freaking love that like seeing that at the end like man who thought giant rat was big cat but it was actually a rat <laughs> 
Oh. Just imagine like going to like a, a little get together with your friends and they just be like, oh, so what have you been up to the past couple couple uh, months? Oh, well, you know, I was actually in a I was a voiceover in a movie. Oh, uh, what movie? Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mayhem. Oh, oh who would wow. you play? <laughs> yeah, who'd you play? Oh, I, I, wait, what was the last one you said? Oh, I was the man who thought a giant rat was a big cat, but it was actually a rat. <laughs> Just imagine you saying that at that kind of a party. And I wouldn't know how to respond to someone. I'd be like, hired. Cool. <laughs> yeah, hired. Yeah. Not cool story, bro. That's cool. Um, yeah, I'm like oh, looking at these yeah. other ones. Like they're like all the uh, those gang bosses, um, like Toupee Tom, Short Sharon. Um, <laughs> Bald Bronson, Bad Bernie, Normal Nate. <laughs> Normal Nate freaking killed me. <laughs> oh man, I freaking love this movie, dude. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Um. So. All right. Let's do this. Let's do ranking of the turtles. Okay. Then top three of the other mutants. Okay, I like this. Okay. Shit. This is gonna be hard. This is gonna be real freaking difficult. <sighs> so I, I, I think I have mine. Okay, it's yours. Alright, my number one, I think I'm gonna give to Micah Abbey, who voiced Donatello. Okay. My number two, I'm giving to Nicholas Cantu, who voiced Leo. My number three, I'm giving to Brady Noon, who voiced Raphael. And then four, I'm going to give to Sh- uh, Shimon Brown Jr., who voiced Michelangelo. And the only reason that I'm, I'm d- doing that is because, like, so just for anyone who's going to complain, no, the margins are close. Like, really freaking close. But... Yeah. For whatever reason, I all like it took a, a minute to accept that Donnie's voice was coming from Donnie because I felt like Donnie's voice fit a little bit better for Mikey. That's fair, um, but I feel Mikey's voice would not have fit for Donatello. That's that's right too, because it would have been like the whole like. For me, it'd be the whole Corey Feldman thing all over again, like in the original um, live action movie, and just it, it's too deep for Donatello. Yeah. Um, but no, dude, I get where you're coming from here. So yeah, that that's that's my ranking for the turtles. Okay. Okay, this is actually going to be really funny because literally my ranking is the exact same, but I am switching to. Um, my top two are switched, so no Nicholas shit. Can- yeah, dead serious. So I would actually give number one to Nicholas Cantu, and then two Mike Abbey. But yeah, three same Brady Noon, and then four Shimon Brown. So, dude, that's freaking hilarious, right? So my the way that I order them is in the the ranking of your favorite turtles. And the way that you're ranking the voice actors is the way that I would rank the Ninja Turtles. 
Yep. That's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) No, dude, don't get me wrong. I loved Micah Abbey as Donatello. He was freaking fantastic. But Nicholas Cantu barely beat him. I I just absolutely loved him so much as Leonardo. He was so freaking good. He does play a, a an amazing Leonardo. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Nicholas Cantu, but doesn't he voice which one of these voiced um Gumball? I think it was Nicholas Cantu. Was it? Oh, yep. I thought so. Yeah, he did it for two years before frickin' puberty hit him like a ton of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Dude, it did. Like, if you listen to how he sounds, um, like, early Adventures of Gumball versus how he sounds in his later episodes, it's, uh, it is distinct. <laughs> Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm, gonna it, have, it, yeah, I'm it definitely going to have to go and see this. Because like, the, the different... And freaking ama- the world of Amazing Gumball is a freaking fantastic show as it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's one that grew on me. Like, I thought... Like, when... Because um, I'd just gotten... Like, I think I just moved out. My brother watched it a little bit. And so I was like, eh, whatever. Like, stupid kids show. But I started, like, catching clips and stuff on, like, Instagram or Facebook. And I was like, that's actually kind of funny. So I, like, watched the series. It is hilarious. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Um, But, yeah, that that's freaking hilarious, though. <laughs> that our rankings oh. for the Turtles are just flip-flopped. <laughs> yeah, that that's freaking fantastic. All right. Uh, all right. Let's go. Uh, the the mutants. How are you? Top three mutants. Okay. Um. Number three. Um. Just I loved her voice so much. So I gotta give number three to Rose Byrne as Leatherhead. Like she went so hard with an Australian accent. <laughs> she just she just ran with it and it was so funny and i loved it so much dude is rose Byrne actually australian i think she is um but i feel like she even went harder but i think she went harder (laughs) than what how she actually usually talks like and i didn't think that was possible um but she went even harder with her with her accent (laughs) And it was just yeah. freaking great. I loved it. It I was loved appreciated. It was very much appreciated. <laughs> um, number two, uh, I got to give to uh, Ice Cube as um, Superfly. He freaking caught me off guard for like how amazing he was as a, vo- a voice actor. I'm not used to Ice Cube being a voice actor. I don't even know if I've seen anything else with him as a voice actor. Um I'm going to look but, through his IMDb real quick yeah, I don't know if he has. If he if he hasn't, um, and this is his first voice acting, he's got to do more because the guy's really good, actually. Um, he was he was intimidating as Superfly. Um, the freaking, like, Caleb pointed out how, like, they inserted, like, actual, like, lines from his songs into it, but it worked really well. Um, yeah, like, freaking Ice Cube killed it 
as Superfly. I loved him. Yeah, um, for sure. Number one, though, I gotta give to Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. He he freaking stole every single scene that he was in, especially when he was paired up with Michelangelo. Like, oh my god, he was freaking fantastic, and was I was laughing my ass off whenever, um, whenever literally everything that he said, I was laughing my ass off. Um, so yeah, that is my top three for uh, yeah. favorite mutants. All right, so just for reference, uh, Ice Cube has has done uh, voice acting prior to this, um, but he so he did some voice acting for Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, okay, yeah, and then he did uh, a voice for uh, the Book of Life. Yeah, the Book of Life and Book of Life Sugar Smash. Oh, that's a video game. So yeah, he did a, a vo- voice acting for like two projects, more or less. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Other than that, everything else he's done has been like live action. So freaking fantastic. Seriously. Like he fr- he killed it, dude. He really did. Like, goddamn. All right. Um, my number three, and this is like purely on a technicality that I'm I'm able to do this. Um, I did say other mutants, so I'm gonna take Splinter. That's fa- dude. I totally forgot about Jackie Chan. <laughs> nah, dude. Thank you for shining light on how great he was. Yeah, he. Did an amazing job voice acting here, and it like he he's the kind of uh, like the voice actor that I'll sometimes forget it's him. That's fair. Like I think he was able to throw in just like enough of a different personality that it didn't sound too much like Jackie Chan. Like obviously you can tell it's him, but it's just like yeah. When I he mean, was talking, I, like I heard I heard more Splinter than anything. No, like, same. Because, like, he was definitely doing something a little different with his voice. It did um, sound like it. Yeah, it didn't sound like just, like, regular Jackie Chan, which I which I appreciated. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he is my number three. My number two, I'm at totally agreeance with you, uh, giving it to Ice Cube as Superfly. And then my number one is absolutely going to freaking Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. <laughs> So I good. loved Mondo Gecko. Like, dude, I, I, I would love to see shorts come out from this with Paul, like Mondo Gecko shorts. <laughs> dude, that, I mean, hey, considering that the sequel's already greenlit and they're working on a series for Paramount Plus, never know. Oh, I'm so in. Yeah, like his like the voice that he does is so distinct. It is like it really the, is. It, like anyone who does a voice similar to this, like it's now going to be a freaking Mondo Gecko voice. Mm-hmm. Like I tr- I like after I left the theater, um, I was like trying in the car to like mimic, 
and it's like there's like a, a tone that he I has. I'm that. just like, I can't like quite nail that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. Yeah. So freaking loved him. Um. But yeah. So with that, uh, what are you sitting at with uh, acting? Everyone brought their A game once again. Um, like I really don't have any that like st- that. Yeah, there there wasn't really any that brought it down for me that much. Um, so, hmm, I'm probably sitting at like a ninety-four. I might be a hair lower. Okay. Like not for any particular reason, but um I I I'm trying to think of like I think I think my biggest problem might have been with like Maya Rudolph. I can understand that and I think that she was one of the reasons that brought it down for me a little bit. Too. Yeah. Like usually she like, does I had like a hard an amazing time understanding job, her. Yeah, I think that was that I think that was what did it for me too. Yeah. It was just her accent was just a little too heavy. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, I'll definitely be seeing this one again in theaters. But yeah, when it comes on like Paramount Plus, I'm definitely gonna need to have the subtitles on yeah. to uh, be able to fully understand what she was saying in some scenes. Absolutely, dude. Um, so yeah, she just brought it a little bit down for me, and it she. I mean, it's not too much, but because she wasn't in it that much, it was just enough. Um. So yeah. So. All right. Uh, next up, we got character development. So obviously, I think we have to do this on the turtles. Yeah. Like as um, a whole, and maybe maybe Splinter too. Like we could include him. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, honestly, overall, like super great character development. Um, like I I feel that um unlike other iterations where it focuses on like oh maybe one one turtle like really gets the more moments to shine and some of the like the other three are pushed to the side or like in the case of like TMNT where that movie really just focuses on the relationship between Raph and Leo and Mikey and Donnie are kind of pushed to the side throughout the movie here I feel that they definitely wanted to balance that out and make sure that each turtle got the character development that they deserved that not one overshadowed the other um that yeah just that each each one got their moment in the spotlight, um, and I really really appreciated that um, because you know you get to see Leo struggle <clears throat> with even though you know Splinter said that he's the leader, um, his brothers don't take him seriously. Um, you see, you know Donnie of course struggling with um, I, you don't really see him struggle with his intelligence, um, but I guess it's mostly just finding his clique, you know, finding his group, because, you know, sometimes he doesn't feel like his brothers are that he, his his brothers aren't exactly the kind of people that, like, don't get me wrong, he loves his brothers, but, you know, like, they're not into, like, K-pop like him, or, you know, stuff like that. Um, and, like, there there's even a great scene there there's with the end credit scene that, like, it starts off with Donatello being like, I finally found my group! And it's just, like, a bunch of... <laughs> Just a bunch of freaking high schoolers just on computers. It's freaking great. I loved it. 
Um, then, you know, you get Mikey. Um, he's definitely, you know, the one that, you know, wants to venture out into the real world the most and, you know, want to be accepted. Um, so you get to see his struggle. Um, uh, and then freaking you get Raph. Um, really just want, like, don't, like, he, you know, he wants to go to high school just like the others. But he most, it seems throughout that, like, he definitely just wants to be able to, um, I don't want to say, like, showcase, like, be, I don't know, would you say, like, release his anger in a good way? Or, like, I, I don't know how to describe Raph that well. Raph was interesting, because it's, like, I think he wanted to, like, utilize his, because, like, he was wrestling, wasn't he? Like, he joined, it, like, a wrestling so, yeah. team? Yeah, I think yeah. it wasn't necessarily that he wanted to, like, release his anger. I think he just wanted to use it in more constructive ways. Which I love that for the character. That's yeah. a great character moment. Yeah, like it just I think it just showed that he um he was craving like I think it was like the same with all of them. They were just craving connection with mm-hmm. people that were similar to them. And yeah, yeah, their brothers like made their best efforts to like to be the like that that person for them, but I mean it's different. Like, yeah. So, like I think like what it showed was like when they were strapped to that machine and they were trying to sing like a BTS song for Donnie. Like you could tell that Donnie's just like, okay, like mm-hmm. you guys don't know the words, but I appreciate. Yeah, it's the like effort. I pre- Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Don, and- or then like when they were about to get like squished by Superfly, or like super duper fly <laughs> yeah um which i think was like just the perfect name <laughs> yeah, so good. um yeah so when they were get, about to get squished by super duper fly um how raf was like i know i said like i don't want to die like with your guys's faces being like the last thing that i see but he's like i kind of lied like I'm i'm glad i get to see you guys <laughs> See, that scene reminded me so much of um the 2014 movie when they're trying to stop like the outbreak of this mutagen um having to hold up this uh the I think radio tower or some shit like that. Um and Raph's just like, "You know, I know I always bag on you guys, but uh you know, it's because I love you guys. I want to push you guys to be uh be stronger and better than me and all this shit." And I'm just like, "I'm not buying this one bit." This just feel, this doesn't feel like something this Raphael would actually say here. Oh, it made complete sense for. I mean, yeah, it was definitely more shorter and like to the point than in the 2014 one. But like, I feel as it should have been, and it it just felt more right. Like it made complete sense why. Yeah, you know, Raph's like, you know what? No, that there's no one else I'd rather see for the last time than my my three brothers. Yeah. I I liked how um how they had this moment where like I think it happened with like all of them like I, like I know what it's like to grow up with brothers like I have two two younger brothers and so I think it's funny because like the second you go to like compliment one of your brothers they get like a big head about it and then you have to like shut them down and. Like I, I I found that with um 
like when when Leo's in the car and they're just like, "Wow, you sound like such a leader right now," and he's like, "I am such a leader right now." Like, like that, like he getting hyped about it, and they're just like, "Yeah, you ruined it." <laughs> <laughs> like that's exactly how it is with like with yeah. me and my brothers. Like I'll like compliment them on something or just like, or I'll go to them for like advice. Like I'll go to my younger brother for like car advice stuff and he's just i'm like like i'm glad that you you know how to do this stuff and he's just like like we can't take anything seriously he's just like i wish you knew this stuff like i'm freaking sick of answering your phone calls and i'm like well screw you dude damn. and like it yeah, turns into that damn but, bronson yeah there's like a there's a like we're yelling saying mean words to each other but there's a love behind it <laughs> yeah like that's, that's just funny. not the same where if someone else came and was like told my brother to like f off i'd be like i'd like rip them a new asshole yeah versus like if i tell my brother to go do that like it's all in like fun yeah exactly there's actually like love behind it yeah like it's it's funny because it's like like i've seen like a bunch of uh like tiktoks or stuff on instagram about it where they're just like, oh my gosh, like, you're sick, you need a kidney? Like, yeah, like, let's go, like, I'll give you, you mine right now. And then <laughs> someone's like, did you drink my last Coke? Like, I will end you! <laughs> like, and that's, like, totally within the realm of, like, reality. Like, <laughs> like, sure, like, I'd give my brother my kidney in a heartbeat, but... No way in hell am I letting him use my controller, like my Xbox controller. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Like it just—I think they were—they captured the the brotherly relationship really well, and how that grew into them like spreading their wings into uh, different worlds. Yeah. So I I thought they did a really good job with this. No, seriously, like even Splinter, like like you were you were mentioning, um, yeah, his struggle being a dad, just um, wanting his boys to be happy, but also afraid for them to see how mean the real world can be to something that they just don't understand. Um, like honestly, throughout the, it's honestly heartbreaking. To, to see what Splinter has to go through in this movie, but it's done so so well. Yeah, like you could see that he he like gave it a genuine effort, mm-hmm. and then it's just like he was shot down in such like a strong way that it just resonated with him. But it's it's like understandable. Like I I was going to assume that maybe he went up by himself, and then all this bad stuff happened. Yeah, but the that's... fact that he took the turtles up there with him and then they were put in just such immediate danger yeah the fact that was it was it mikey or leo that almost got run over i thought it was donnie was it i don't think it was donnie because uh, no it, that I, oh yeah it, it was didn't like have the, gl- the big one so yeah i think it might have been raf so okay so it was raf okay yeah but it's just like yeah nowadays donnie's easy to point out of a crowd since he you know he wears glasses yeah, but it's just, like, how immediate that danger was. Like, he tried to bring them out into the world, but it just was too dangerous. And so he, like, that's fresh in his mind because he's an adult. 
Yeah. Like, that's what he's, like, sitting with. So, it's, like, it's understandable from Splinter's perspective. And then, like, the Turtles, they were young. They don't freaking remember that. And. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it was sad. It was really sad to it see. It really was. So, I, I thought that was, um, I thought they killed it with that. Oh, yeah. They, they really did. Yeah, so where are you sitting with character development? Because, I mean, I think I'm fairly high. I mean, same here. The Just, yeah, the character development was so freaking good. Um, uh, you know what? I'm going to match my writing. I'm going to go on 97. I loved it that Oh, much. shit. <laughs> yeah. I guess I I'm going to be the much. asshole here. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm cracking 90. Damn, okay, yeah, okay, man, I'm, okay, I might be overshooting myself here, alright. Well, don't change it! <laughs> no, I'm being too nice here. I'm only going down a little bit, 95. <laughs> That's a little too nice. That's fair. Um... Yeah, so moving on over to effects, which with this being an animated movie, it's just mostly going to be talking about the animation. I will fight you for 100. Dude, it's, uh, <laughs> you you won't have to fight me very hard. Yes! <laughs> okay, I gotta know, did it take you at all um, a minute to get used to uh, the animation, or was it instantaneous? Like, you're just like, okay, no, I'm... I'm Not really. Um... I, I like I took to the animation like really quick. I think what 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 got me was the um, the like the how the characters looked, or not not the characters the 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 humans. That's fair. Um, but like honestly, they grew on me pretty fast. It, it worked. It took a minute, and I'm so I'm not going to dock for effects here where i think i'm gonna end up docking is gonna be in in like costumes because that's where we talk about character design and everything but in terms of the animation style this was amazing like i i couldn't even say that this felt like spider-verse like this felt like its own thing no like they're freaking like um even at the beginning when it's like um, doing like long takes throughout the streets of New York, and there is a moment when they like focus on a, a stoplight, and the way that it, it it like freezes from red and then goes to green, the way that you can just see like the pencil lines, um, just it's just absolutely insane for how much freaking detail was put into the animation here. Yeah, it almost it felt like like similar to. Like I hate comparing it because they're so wildly different, but it's if had like that across the Spider Verse vibe where it felt like it could have been hand drawn, like in its entirety. I with this one though, like honestly, like like if you would have told me that, like I mean, I mean, I don't know that this one truly did feel like it was hand drawn. Like, just, like, with those, like, little moments of, like, you see close up and you can actually see, like, the pencil streaks and everything. And I'm just like, this is freaking amazing. Like, this animation is breathtaking. Yeah. 
So I I have no qualms about giving the effects a hundred out yes. of here. These were so freaking good. Oh my god, close to flawless. Right. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my god. Just, yeah. If there were mm. any issues with this animation, I didn't see them. <laughs> Dude. Right. Like seriously, it was so beautiful. Uh, yeah. All right. Next up, we got music. And unfortunately, this is where the movie's probably going to take a hit. <laughs> really? Like, okay. Like, I don't think this is a perfect 10 out of 10. No, the, yeah, I can definitely agree with you there. But, like, I, I feel it has some, like, good moments. Like, um, the freaking, uh, like, the song that, like, introduces the turtles. Um, I freaking love how that starts. And, like, it starts with them, like, literally, like, s- like spinning their weapons, like, getting ready to go out. Um, I freaking love that track. It's so freaking good. But freaking, uh, when it's like the montage of them, um, asking around about, uh, Superfly and all this stuff. And I forget the name of the song, but it's just like, I like the way you work it. No diggity. Um, I, I, okay. I got to know the song really quick. One second. But like, it, it, it's like, it, it's a slowed down song and I didn't realize it was so slow. I thought it was way more upbeat. But like it works so well for the scene, and I freaking loved it so much. Yeah, um, I'm looking at the soundtrack right now. They have uh, "Jump Right In," uh, "No Diggity," and "Can I Kick It." That's what it is. No Diggity. That's what it's called. Yeah, I um, was shocked that uh, "Can I Kick It" wasn't actually in the movie. It was just in the end credits. For how much? Um, that was that was like literally the only song that they used for the trailers, which it worked. Mm. Um, I was very shocked that it wasn't in the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. Dude, going real quick to that montage of them, like, whooping those crime lords' asses. Or, like, trying to, like, hunt down Superfly. Those transitions were clean. Dude, right? Like, and I, I just freaking love, like... Um, each turtle like gets like a badass close up of them in slow mo, just beating the shit out of one of them. Like it's it's so freaking awesome. Oh my god, it's so great, so good. Yeah. So here, I would say the music's okay. If I if we did half points, I'd be at like an eight and a half. So I can go either way. I don't know. I'd probably be at an 8. Like, honestly. An 8? Yeah. Hell, you won't hear any complaints from me. I think, like, I was... I might have been leaning a a tad more closer to, like, (laughs) 8. But, yeah. yeah. Like, Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved... Yeah, like, I love the music that's in in here. It's great, but just, like, it didn't exactly crack 9 for me. Yeah. Like, it was good. It fit really well with the scenes. It's just, I think it was just missing something. Honestly, I think what it was mi- might have been missing was, like, a freaking Ninja Turtle theme. Okay, I will appreciate I freaking was smiling when Mikey uh, opens, like, the, I think it's their first fight, and he opens the door, and Ninja Rap is playing. I'm like, ah. Dude, I I freaking lost. Uh, I was like, Ninja, Ninja. <laughs> like, I was freaking humming that the rest of the freaking scene. 
<laughs> Dude, I wish that they would have like if um that would have just kept playing while they were like beating the shit out of the, these guys. Do you know how freaking th- that would have made me so freaking happy? Like, oh my god, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I I would have lost my mind, dude. Th- that would have boosted me to a nine mm-hmm. if they would have done that. Yeah, but yeah, so music, I think sitting at a solid eight out of ten. All right, costumes, but with this, it's going to be more um, like character design than anything. Hmm. The design of the turtles, uh, Splinter, I'll say even April, and all of the mutants looked really good. Yeah, I would say fantastic, honestly. Yeah, like them alone, I'd probably be sitting at like a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But what gets me is how the humans looked. Like the other additional humans. They looked real goofy. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean I, I will yeah, like when they first um you know, they're going to rescue um or not rescue, get April's scooter back, um and you know, they enter that garage and everything and even though that like that scene was in one of the trailers like yes, the way that like those thugs, thugs looked, I'm like, okay, this is this is a little take me a little to get used to. Yeah, why are the humans harder to look at? <laughs> Seriously, like freaking like one of them, like his jaw was like moved over to the left side of his ma- his face. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, and a lot of times their eyes were like wonky like didn't line yeah, up like, properly seriously, how the hell do how do turtles have like straight ass eyes they look normal but humans don't like i i'm sure that they were just trying to drive home like oh you know like how splinter you know despises humans and so we got to make sure that they actually look terrifying they look scary um i think they might have done too good of a job <laughs> i would buy that I would absolutely buy that. Yeah, th- that's fair. Yeah, um, I agree. But they might have done too good of a job. Yeah, yeah just like took it one step too far, man. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the effort, but you know, let's let's dial it back a little bit, maybe in the sequel. Yeah. Um. So where are you you sitting with um um with that? Yeah, just because, you know, like, what you said and everything, and I can definitely agree with you, like, I'm probably at an 8, but I could be talked up to a 9. I, I'm i sitting at a 9. I think that the the okay. humans are just a up. small enough part of this movie to make, or to only affect it a little bit. That's fair. That is completely fair. Yeah, so... Yeah, definitely sitting at a nine there. All right, last up, we got our own personal scores. All right, who do you want to take this one? Who? Yeah. What do you think? You, I'll leave it up to you. You pick. Um, I'll go first. Okay. Um, yeah. Overall, oh my god, this, this, this is a oh god. I, I can't even get into words how much I freaking love this movie. Um, this felt like a true Ninja Turtles movie, and I haven't felt that way since 2007 when TMNT came out. Um, so ever since I was, since I was a little kid, I have not felt that we have gotten an actual good iteration of the Ninja Turtles, but we finally got another great film in the Ninja Turtles canon. 
Um, and I, I remember, um, I don't know if it happened for you, Caleb, but, uh, before the movie starts, there's an introduction to Seth with Seth Rogen. I was just like, you know, thanks for coming. You know, I'm really excited to, uh, show you this, you know, passion project that we have of, you know, uh, these four brothers and, you know, how, how much we love these characters and excited for you to enter this world once again. And just, yeah, like I have to thank not only Seth Rogen, but everyone that made this movie for just honestly reigniting my love for these characters. It was never lost, but you were, they reminded me why I love these four brothers so much and why they were such a huge staple of my childhood. And just, yeah, the, the story was great. Characters were great. Just everything was freaking great. And don't even get me started on the animation. Um, I have so very little problems with this movie. Um, and just, I felt like a kid again. I was smiling cheek to cheek throughout. And, um, like, the, this is probably, I, I'll have to see it again, but like, this is like, freaking gonna have to fight Guardians 3. Um, for like my favorite movie of the year, uh, right now. Um, so, whew, man, um, I'm going to go in 96. I love this movie. Yeah. I, gosh, this, this was a really, really good movie. My expectations going into this were already really high. And so the fact that it met my expectations and then exceeded them just goes to show how much like love was thrown into this movie. This basically fixed every issue that I've ever had with any Ninja Turtle movie ever. And it gave us a realistic brotherly relationship it gave us it dialed back the the cliches of each of the turtles it gave splinter a fun personality and gave him one of the best animated action sequences i've ever seen like dude like i i know we didn't end up talking about it which is a damn shame the freaking fight that Splinter has when he's saving the turtles. How incredible was that scene? So, dude, incredible. Absolutely incredible. That was just, that was ripped straight out of classic freaking Jackie Chan. Like, if that wasn't choreographed by Jackie Chan in any way, I would be genuinely shocked. Fair. Like, the, the shit that he was doing like he fought with every single one of the turtles weapons which was fantastic to see Um, and then he was freaking doing stuff that like you see straight out jackie chan movies like he was Mm -hmm. like i think one dude freaking tackled him shoved him up against like a glass cabinet and then he grabbed like some of the beakers and stuff and started smashing it against the dude's heads uh, he was freaking fighting with furniture. He was like jumping over stuff. Like he was doing classic Jackie Chan action, and that alone freaking like rocked my world. Like I thought the action sequences with the turtles were cool. That freaking top, like the 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 montage that we see of the turtles like whooping everyone's ass. Freak, like I was like, oh my gosh, this is like peak animation right here. Like I don't know how they're gonna 
how they can possibly beat this in the finale, and they did with freaking like they didn't even like top it in the finale. They freaking topped it with Splinter. And I was like, damn, like this is freaking dope, dope. I don't know how they're going to top this, and then they did again. <laughs> like shit. Yeah. Like I just kept getting like more and more worked up. I was like, yes, I freaking love this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was going nuts the entire movie. Um and again this reignited my my love for the Ninja Turtles. Um and so yeah, I I'm personally sitting um at I think I'm sitting at like a ninety seven. Okay. Wow. Caleb's higher than me on a Ninja Turtles movie. This is awesome. I know. I just I love this movie, dude. I think. Oh, dude, that makes me happy. I I hate to say it. I think this might have topped Guardians for me in terms of like favorite movie of the year. That's fa- dude. Like it's freaking. It it is neck and neck. It. it it is very diff. They're very different movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, where Guardians is more of an emotional gut punch. This one's more like comedic based, but still has some heart to it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait to see this again. I very same well here. may go see this in theaters again. Uh, same here. I I don't think it is, but I wish that this was playing in XD or like any type of IMAX. Cause I would love to oh, be able to see this on the biggest screen possible. Same. The animation is that is that beautiful. Absolutely it is. Um, so yeah, so that wraps up this breakdown. So going through the scores real quick, uh, starting off with story, um, we are sitting at a 96, so a very strong start, uh, writing got a little bit of a bump sitting at a 97, uh, acting was down just a hair, uh, sitting at a 93, Character development was slightly below that, sitting at a 92.5. The effects, surprise, surprise, sitting at a solid 100. Uh, music was was good, worked for the scenes and whatnot, sitting at an 8 out of 10. Uh, the costumes, or character design for this, uh, sitting at a 9 out of 10, and that is solely because of the humans. Um, and then our personal score ended up averaging out to a 96.5. So with that, the final All Bros letter grade for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem has come out to an A- what? How the? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> no. Hold okay. On. Do we need to bump up some scores? I'm ready. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. There's no way. What the hell? Shit. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong. It's a high A minus. But, I but it to be in our like top five. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought. I I guess it was just the the acting and character development that brought it down. It was I think it was a mi- so it, 
with music being at an eight, I think that's what brought it down a little bit. I'll go. But, I'll change it to a nine, dude. No, 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 no. This happens a lot with us. Damn this happen. No, this happens a lot where our personal score is a lot higher than what the the final average ended up being. That's true. So, shit. <laughs> I don't like. I'm I'm trying to set my personal bias aside, so I'm just like, okay, acting. I'm, I'd stand by acting, sitting at a ninety-three. Yeah. Character development was was solid. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. We were at a freaking ninety-two and a half. Like this. Gosh, this is going to be a freaking tough pill to swallow. <laughs> Dude, man, I will change music to a nine if if we need to do it. <laughs> okay, it, in. Okay, just in theory, if we did change music to a nine, how much would that actually affect it? Uh, excellent question. Let's find out. Yeah, so just for shits and giggles, that would have it would have bumped it up to an A, but I don't know if it was deserving of it though. I I don't know, man. I'd be willing Dude, to do I, it. <laughs> I'm like dead serious, man. I'd be willing to do it. Like the more that I think about it, I am more than willing to give it a. Okay, the only reason is because we haven't finished this. I, I will let you adjust. Okay, all right. Because I did say I was at an eight and a half, and so I could okay. have gone either way. That okay. is the only so... reason. <laughs> <laughs> It's sad that we're fighting so hard to get this to the freaking A group. <laughs> it, but it's worth it. It deserves it. It it is very much worth it. But Okay. Yeah. So that was a shady instance and you freaking know it. I know. Shut up. <laughs> I know what I did. Okay. So with that change, um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem has been bumped up to an A. Okay. So, it is sitting, or where it sits currently, it is at a 94.37%. Okay. Which puts it below the Ballad of Buster, Buster Scruggs. Damn. Which is at a 94.62. It is below Bohemian Rhapsody, which is at a 95. It is below Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is at a 95.56. No. It is also below Barbie, which is at a 95.87. Barbie I can accept, but I really wanted it to beat Across the Spider-Verse yeah, so and much. And then, finally, it is below... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is at a 97.18. Okay, so that puts it at, what does that make it in sixth place? Uh, seventh. Seventh? It's, okay. it's below uh, No Way Home as well. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's seventh. I mean, hey, that's, I mean, hey it made top ten. It made top ten. It, it did make top ten. So okay. we can't, we can say that. But right. I, th I think, ah, man, like, I want to go to Across the Spider-Verse real quick just uh, to 
I don't know, personally, I like this more than Across the Spider Verse. I know it's okay, probably a hot well, take for some people. What did I give my? Per- I'm just curious. What did I give my personal score? I it, it, it so so check this out. So comparing this to Across the Spider Verse, the story was the exact same. We gave okay. higher on the writing to Ninja okay. Turtles. Acting, we gave higher to Spider-Man. Character development, okay. we gave higher to Turtles. Equal effects, equal music, equal costumes. Or no, we gave higher costumes to uh, Spider-Man. And then okay. we had a higher personal score for... um, Like, personal score. For what was Turtles. Personal s- Oh, for Turtles. I'm just like, wait, what was their personal score for yeah. Spider-Man? So, what killed this movie was the freaking acting. Damn it. Yeah. Ugh. But I can't go higher. Like, it's I know. Exactly I, what I wanted it to be. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even, Damn like, it. even if I were to go up to where you're at, it wouldn't matter. It'd still end yeah. up below. Damn it. <sighs> But I mean, I agree okay. with all the other rankings. Man, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> oh, damn it. <sighs> well, it's okay. Yeah. In our all hearts, right. we know that we liked it more than Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Um. All right. Go in the opposite direction. Uh, Mutant Mayhem is sitting above Avengers Endgame, which is at a ninety-four point zero six. Damn. It is above war. So this is so that's the last A movie. So the rest that I'm about to list are uh, A minus movies. Okay. Um, it is above War of the Planet of the Apes. It is above Avengers: Infinity War, as well as Encanto, and above Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. Which was higher. I know, me too. (laughs) (laughs) We're never going to let this go. We're never going to... We're going to be mad at ourselves forever for this. Yep, every time we see that. Dude, like... I almost... Like I I said, so... I think this deserves... For those of you that don't know, we had... um, Spider-Man No Way Home is sitting at, like, the top right now. And Rose and I have done some reflecting, and we are not in total agreeance with that score. But we did have a very biased guest on. (laughs) So I kind of want to hit him up again and be like, hey, realistically, what are your scores? (laughs) Because I want, I want, so, do you think that's cheating? I don't think so. So this is, what, very this is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what I'm thinking about doing. Going through, putting in our scores, like mine and what me and you gave it. Mm-hmm. Like putting that into the, the system. And then going, like, and then putting like what his, like what his original scores were. And then hitting him up and being like, hey, do you still stand by this? Do you still stand by this? And see what he says. <laughs> 
No, dude, I think, I think, because I'm, I'm very curious that, you know, since it's been, you know, a couple of years now since it came out, like, if his scores have dropped at all. I hope yeah. they have. Because, like, I've looked past, like, at some other movies that we've done, and I still stand by the scores that we gave it. Yeah. And this one's not going to be any different. But Same, yeah. Like, I, I doubt this one will be different, so we'll see. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I kind of really want to. <laughs> Hit him up, be like, dude. dude like, yeah, dude. Really? You should reach out to Vic and be like, "Are you sure?" Because <laughs> some of these hundreds, some um, because he gave like quite a few hundreds, didn't he? He gave a lot of a hundreds. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, come on, man. I know you love Spider Man, but like, it's not a perfect movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Um. We will be addressing that soon. Yes. Um, so our top five might be changing. Our, our top five might be changing. But yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. So that that concludes this week's breakdown. Hell yeah. Um, well, you got anything else you want to say about Mutant Mayhem? Nope. All right. Cool. Oh, sorry. Um well, if you like what you heard and you want to f- uh, follow and uh, subscribe to us to hear more of our amazing voices, uh, be sure to uh, lift. Oh my god! You know what? I love my cat, but sometimes he's annoying. Um, so yeah, be sure to be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere: uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, literally anywhere that you can think. We're probably there. Um, you can catch all of our episodes on YouTube if that is your preferred listening platform. Um, you can also um, follow us on our, all of our social media where you can uh, recommend us um, any movies that you want us to do mini breakdowns of, answer our questions of the week, all that fun stuff. Um, we are on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Albros, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Albros. Um, or you can email us if that is your preferred way to contact us. We are the Albros channel at gmail.com. Um, you can check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Um, or you can check out our merch store, which is uh, tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Albros channel. Uh, next week on the podcast, uh, we'll be breaking down the Christopher Nolan film Oppenheimer. Um, yeah, super, super excited. Uh, still crazy that it's three hours, but you know what? Understandable um, for how historic that moment is in history. Um so yeah, very excited for that. Um, so you guys can look forward to that episode next week. But until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we will catch you guys next week. Shohan. That was that a was struggle. A, my whole, that was, I tried to do my Carl and just, ugh, I failed. <laughs> Deuces.